Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Marketing Podcast, your source for all things marketing. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, today I have Christina Mascaro on the line, and she's founder over at the Bronze Finch, which is a brand publishing company. Christina, welcome to the show. Sounds great. Thank you very much for having me. All right, so uh, I'm excited to get into today's topic. This is a big topic for me because I talk about it all the time, but people don't listen, but maybe they'll listen from you. So the benefits of social selling and why it's important. Um, so we're going to get into that, but before we do, I want to give the audience a little bit more on your background. Tell us a little bit more about what you're doing over at the Bronze Finch, please. So very recently, um, within the past few years, we've been focusing a lot on brand publishing, um, and it is a type of brand and marketing strategy. Um, but the difference is, is that brand publishing, you know, I have a journalism background, and it really kind of digs into content, but even beyond that. Because a lot of people have heard content marketing recently. Brand publishing is taking it a step further and thinking of your business in terms of the way perhaps um, a journalist would consider your business or consider your brand. And how do we take that? And how do we expand on that? And actually, how do we capitalize on that and make money from it? That's awesome. And at the end of this, I'm going to give you an opportunity to uh, leave, you know, contact information and ways for, for the audience to follow up, but so that the right types of individuals and or companies follow up. I mean, what's the right type of fit typically for you as a client? So honestly, um, we've found the best type of um, company or person is 40 people or less in the company. And so I, I don't say startup and I don't say company or corporation because, you know, you can have companies that max out at 40 and you can have startups that start out at 40. Um, and so really 40 or less because that's when people are really starting to juggle and find um, their feet as far as their marketing and branding. And then really individuals or small entrepreneurs and, you know, people who are their goal is, you know, hey, it's my first year and I'm really wanting to hit 100 to 200,000. And that's really, you know, kind of where I work best is with one of one of those two people, one of the two sides. That's awesome. Um, I think it's also a great transition. So let's jump into today's topic. So the benefits of social selling, why it's important. I mean, where do you want to start with this? And it's one of my favorite topics. You know, social selling is interesting um, because I've worked in the past year um, and everyone wants the same thing. I don't know how to do social media. I don't know what I should do next with my company. And then, you know, this catchy phrase came out um, recently since coronavirus hit. They're like, oh, yeah, my company's really wanting me to social sell. Or I heard this term, um, social selling, can you help me? And it kind of makes me smile a little bit because it's like, well, yeah, I can help you, of course. But it's kind of been around longer than you think. And when I start to talk to them about it, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of already doing that. Or perhaps they didn't realize it, but they've been social selling and they've just never been doing it on social media before. So it's kind of one of those areas where um, it gets them excited because it's something that when they, you know, someone explains it to them, I sit down, I talk them through it. They're like, oh, yeah, no, I totally can do this. It re-motivates them. It re-energizes them. And, of course, that really gets me excited because I love to see when a customer or client gets really excited because then it opens up all kinds of possibilities. So what do you think um, is the first step for those that want to pursue social selling but haven't really gone down that path? What should they be thinking about? Well, you know, so there is a little bit of a difference between just having a personal profile and having a, a selling page. But the one thing that I think all of them need to throw out the window is 
stop trying to complicate social media and think about it in terms of, oh, I have to have like my business page and I have to have all these advertising and boosting and I have to really understand all this complicated stuff. Because I'll tell you the best social sellers that I've come across and the best people that utilize this didn't come at it from that approach. It was just a lot more natural. I think a lot of times you get entrepreneurs that they get caught up in reading um, a lot of articles and I think reading is great. I, I suggest everybody does it, you know, but it is one of those things that puts a little bit of fear and then they overcomplicate it. And my big motto is keep it simple. Um, I think that's really where I'm kind of like, well, pull it back. And I actually have worksheets and books that I, I hand them out and it's really basic. And they're like, oh, seriously, this is too easy. And I'm like, I give the same book to corporate companies, startups, entrepreneurs. Everybody answers the same questions. That's how easy it is and that's how much you've been overcomplicating it. So I know this is going to change from person to person based on their experience and other things, but I know, you know, as long as you've been kind of in this field, you, you see some of the same things happen over and over again. Um, what are some of the common mistakes that you see people making um, often when trying to attempt to kind of go down that social selling path? There's a handful that keep coming up over and over again, and, and one of them is, is, well, how long can it take? I just started this two weeks ago or two months ago, and I don't really see anything. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, it takes a little longer than that. So that's the first one is everyone thinks this happens fast, and it doesn't. The second one is that everybody thinks they can just throw money at it. So you've got the first person who's kind of like, oh, well, I don't understand. I just started doing this, and it's not working for me, and I haven't seen any results, and nobody's dialing my phone, and it's not ringing off the hook. On the second hand, you've got people who are like, I just dumped $10,000 into this and I'm not getting any emails or prospects. What's happened? And so those are the two biggest things is everyone thinks, oh, I'll just throw money at it or um, it, it can go fast. It's social media, right? How hard can it be? And that's the big misnomer is like, how hard can it be? And the answer is, well, it can be pretty difficult sometimes. Yeah, and it definitely depends on the space that you're working. I mean, there's a lot of different things. And really, uh, the hardest part for me, for a lot of people, is they have to really find their voice. So, meaning, like, people say social media is crowded, all this other stuff, and it's like, no, it's not really crowded. There's only one of you on this planet. So, as if you can be your authentic self on whatever you're doing with and within whatever context of your businesses and show that on social media, I mean, that's what entertainers are doing. That's what comedians are doing. That's what people do is if they can show their authentic self. But sometimes that can be the hardest thing is just to be yourself. You know, and that kind of leads back to why I'm in this business is because actually when I first got into Austin, I was done. I was struggling so much with my business. It was so hard and I didn't want to do it anymore. And I had a passion for really, um, truly finding customers and businesses that I wanted to help out. But I noticed that um, my favorite part of the business, my favorite part of doing what I do was the very entry level entry startup. And then after that, it's kind of like, well, I started to kind of get bored. So I started volunteering my services. And what happened was, is when I started taking the selling out of it, and I started volunteering my time with local startup businesses, local, um, you know, entrepreneurial type things. And, and Austin's great for that, because there's so many places to do it. Something started to happen was then they started referring people to me saying, I know you do this. Can you mentor them? Can you coach them? 
And then eventually the coaching and the mentoring is where it took off and that's where the business developed. Because, you know, I tried for years to have a marketing agency and it didn't work. And when I took the selling out of it, that's really when the popularity took off because I was no longer trying to go after people's pocketbooks. And people started to just gravitate because I was, you know, you're passionate about something when you'll do it for free. And that was just it is when I started volunteering and giving my knowledge for free. And when I wanted to truly start getting, you know, helping these people and I got truly excited about it, they saw me get excited about their business and not collecting any money. That's when they started to offer money. Like, I'll, I'll pay you for this. I'll, like, if you help me do this, I'll totally pay you for this. And that's where the switch happened. And honestly, when I look at other people who ask for social media help, this is actually where I noticed the best ones who are super great at the social selling are the ones that never ask for money, but yet they're the ones that actually make the most money. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting how that works. And so I tell people that all the time. I'm like, just start doing whatever it is you're doing and helping people. Like, if you do that, you'll you'll figure it out. And for some of our, um, you know, some of our, if you think about the change of this, all you do. So think about finance. I started out in financial and in financial industry, and you know, you do a basic financial plan or get somebody's stuff together, and you do that complimentary, and that would be one of the ways that um, you know somebody would see what they see what they what the work you did for them, and then they want to explore and see how how much more you can do for them. So there's no difference on the social media side of things. I just think just because it's social media or marketing or whatever the field is, but because you're you're delivering the same content. On another platform, um, people have been giving stuff away free, the freemium or free model for years and years and years. Think about it. Take it even 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 lower down. Say you're walking by your favorite bakery growing up or something, and every once in a while they give you something, or they have somebody standing outside. People are always giving, and when somebody gives to you, you wanna you wanna see. Oh, what else can I do? How else can I use this person? Um, I mean, all these things. So it's not it's not anything new. It's just it's just new platforms or new ways to deliver. That's the way I look at. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. And the thing is, is that, you know, people, I think sometimes I go back to overcomplicating it. They think I just talked to this young gentleman and actually he wants to have a marketing agency here, um, more event based in Austin area. And he was like, look, I need help. I don't understand. Um, I'm great at event planning. As soon as I try to switch 100% online, these people are not interested in my packages. And I said, look, you know, part of the reason why is that, you know, you're thinking of in terms of, I need to have a funnel. I need my funnel to bring in prospects. I need my prospects to come down. And, you know, it's really funny because, again, the concept goes way back, you know, years. It's before social media was even a thing because it really comes down to who you are connecting with online. And it's not about clicking and funneling and prospecting and getting, like, hundreds and hundreds of people to follow your blog. It really is as simple as, like, if you want a little bit of money and you want a little bit of um, work, the biggest thing you can do is who can you work with right now and who is a part of your network and who can you literally reach out and kind of piggyback with or partner with and really expand what you're doing and offer your help to them. Like, for example, I'm very weak in the event space. And I looked at this gentleman and I was like, what can you do for me to get these events online? Because, look, the, the answer is if we can't do things in person right now and you're great at events, how can we take this event online. And that's literally what's happened in networking is people are kind of like, you know, I used to network all the time. I was in car sales or I was an insurance agent and I knew everybody. And it's like, now you have to do it online. And their first thought is like, oh gosh, I've got to get this quick funnel. I've got to buy this platform, this program. I'm thinking, bring it back and bring it, make it more simple. You have people on your Facebook page or on your LinkedIn. You're a part of the group 
um, I, it's just as easy as emailing them and reaching out to them on social media and being like, hey, can we do something? Can we work together on Facebook or put something out there or connect and perhaps engage people in conversation about what you do or what I do or getting something together? And interestingly, that's when things start to happen. This is when business starts to come out. You know, when I looked at this gentleman, I said, help me with my books. Help me with um, some of this promotional stuff. You're great in events. And then it was like a natural progression to watch this kind of like, oh, I suddenly had startups who were like, will you do events? Is there somehow we can do some sort of like webinar or event online? And it was kind of like, oh, great. And then he, no, he, he stopped prospecting. He kind of put those funnels on pause and he came back around and he was like, well, this kind of tied me up for a little bit. And then, you know, these people, the thing is startups know each other, business owners know other business owners. That's where they start to say, hey, I trust this person. They did a great job for me. I heard you do this. Is there somehow you can kind of tailor it for my business? How can we do this as well? And that's actually really where you start to see social selling happen is when you stopped trying to sell so hard with the funnels and the prospecting and you literally brought it back to like the corner store effect or the hometown feeling. That's really what people want too. I think really people will get on social media and it is very noisy. There are, you're just one person among millions. That's why you have to kind of go back to your kind of like your, your tribe. You have to figure out who are you with. And sometimes it does mean you have to spend a little bit of time developing a little bit of a larger tribe because, you know, your friends and your family are going to get tired of you trying to push your marketing or something on them. But, of course, you know, you do want to try and expand this a little bit and find new groups. But, it, you know, I think that's what happens is people start to overcomplicate and think they need new platforms and they need to spend so much money when really it might just be as easy as saying, I have this idea. You know, I know you do this and I do this half. Can I help you in any way? And that's really where it starts. That's awesome. So, Chris, Chris, if somebody is listening to this and they want more information and they want to connect with you and your team, I mean, what's the best way for them to reach out and to follow up? You know, the best way is to kind of hit up the website, Chris Mascaro. And, yep, <laughs> sounds like Christmas Carol. It's chrismascaro.com. <laughs> and, um, you know, you can email me from there. And I tell you what, I get on the phone and I get on Zoom all day long, and um, I love working out different issues or questions with people. All you have to do is email me and I'll set up a, a conference or a Zoom or something to kind of talk out. And you know what? Sometimes it doesn't um, pay out for me and that's okay. I'm okay with that. Um, like I said, you know it's a passion when you start doing it for free. And I work with all kinds of people every day, um, walking them through some of their questions and even pointing them in another direction if I feel like maybe I can't answer their problem and saying there are some great resources out there for you. So if you need resources, if you need help, if you have a basic question, I would say go online and hit me up there. Fantastic. Well, Chris, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background, all the great things that you're doing to help your clients. So great stuff there. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Marketing, definitely give us a subscribe there, but also leave some comments in the video. Love to know what kind of projects and things that you're working on. And Chris, thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks again. I had a great time.